Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and thanks for joining us on Founders and Friends for another awesome podcast. Let's give a quick shout out to the Cruise Consulting accounting team. We're very fortunate. We have a ton of people at Cruise who work on the monthly books for our clients and get them all set up, due diligence ready, rocking every month, answering all the clients' questions, making all those adjustments. And there's no better moment for a founder and for us, really, when founder says, hey, I think I'm going to get a term sheet. Are my books ready for diligence? And we get to say, yes, they are. Fire away. Send them over. Give them access. That is a great feeling. It's the feeling that lets us know we've done a job very well done. And nothing is better than watching that cash hit the bank account. So if you are a venture-backed startup, you're going out to fundraise, maybe check us out. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. We love what we do. At taping here, I think we have 575 clients. Clients raise over a billion dollars this year. So we know what we're doing. And hopefully we can help you be successful in your fundraise. All right, let's get to the podcast. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guests are Leslie Hensley and Lee Turner of, this is the best name for a startup, Hensley. Uh, it's a combo of their names. It's amazing if you see it written. Uh, welcome, Leslie. Welcome, Lee. Thanks, Scott. Oh, thank you, Scott. Yeah, happy to be here. My pleasure. And we have worked together in the past. You are alums, veterans of Fleetsmith, which is a company that Cruz worked with many, many years ago, for many years. And you want to tell the audience how that turned out? Worked out pretty well, right? It, Not the cruise part, the exit part. <laughs> the exit part, yes. Yeah, Fleetsmith Fleet Smith was acquired by Apple. Such a great, great, um, I know, great opportunity for a lot of folks. Yeah. It was really cool. And like really cool to just see see a company grow and scale and have that kind of an outcome and be a part of it. We're super proud of that one too. And Zach, you guys, Trang. Gosh, the two other co-founders were hilarious. Jesse yeah. and I'm forgetting yeah. the Jesse, third yeah, gentleman. Jesse and Ken. Ken. Yep. Ken. Ken was so nice. I remember helping Ken, Ken yeah. the expansion yeah. report one time. Um, what a great, <laughs> what a great crew. So I want to have you on the podcast because you have a new HR firm. It's a startup that you serve startups. It's kind of like the cruise of HR. And I can't recommend you both enough. So this was like kind of like a way to um, a couple of things for you to give some advice to clients who listen to this podcast or people in the ecosystem. Also, just let people know you're out there and you're available to be hired because I really, I've had the pleasure of working with both of you and I really believe in both of you. So um, maybe to start off, just retrace each of your careers and how you kind of joined forces here. My first startup was back in the late nineties. Um, it was a um, medical location service as well as kind of building out doctor's websites. And I was in an operational role, uh, office manager, a little bit of PR, a little bit of payroll, a little bit of everything over the course of the next gosh, 10, 12 years, um, went through six startups, um, always in an operational role, usually office manager. And with the help of my mentor um, back in 2015, I believe, started really narrowing down my focus into HR and people ops, where I was just gaining a lot of energy and a lot of excitement for what I was doing. And also being able to be that support role and, and kind of help advocate for folks um, in the companies that I was a part of. A uh, couple companies after that, I had the great pleasure of working with Leslie at Fleetsmith. Um, I reported to her and the people team, and we really just aligned with personal and professional philosophies about 
how to treat people, how to show up for your folks, how to put the right processes in place, as well as policies, right, to, to really engage your employees to help make it a great place to work. So our, our company, as we mentioned, was acquired by Apple. Leslie and I kind of kept this conversation going. And over the next year and a half or so, Hensley was born. Amazing. You you also worked at JASC, which is another cruise client that was acquired by a big unicorn. Sumo Logic, too. yes. That was like kind of in between, right? That was before Fleet Space? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. A couple companies yeah, before. And Leslie you, Leslie, you want to do your quick background? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I know, interesting enough, I started my my HR kind of professional career in in the corporate space. So I was at Starbucks for about eight years um, and kind of started on the legal team and then was there for a couple of years and then moved over to the HR, HR side of the house at Starbucks and kind of had an opportunity. And Starbucks is one of those organizations that's just great at learning and development. And so, and at that stage in my career, I just took advantage of all those opportunities. And so really kind of went every year or two into each different discipline within HR. So started out with the stock and savings plans, moved over, had like a little bit of interaction with the benefits team, and then spent the, the majority of my time on the compensation team, which was super interesting. So I really got like a, a really kind of base foundation understanding of how, like how HR supports an organization and on that like big scale. And so from there, been there for a while, was ready for a change, moved down to the Bay and wanted to get some experience working Kind of on the other side at Starbucks, we were a HR team was like 250 employees. It was a huge HR team. And a lot of my clients at that time or my people I was working with was other HR folks. So I wanted to I wanted to flip it around and I wanted to be more of like a people partner. And so when I moved, yep. moved down to the Bay, I started working at um, IGN. At that time, they were owned by News Corp and so much fun. Was there for a couple of years, helped that team scale and grow saw them through, they were actually acquired as well. They were acquired by Ziff Davis and so saw them through that acquisition. And then from there moved over to Wikia, now Fandom, and was there for a couple of years, which was so great. And there I kind of helped them. I was their second HR person, helped build out scale. I think when I joined, we were close to 50, maybe a little more. And then we, we scaled to a little over like 250 worldwide in the time that I was there. So I got to like build out all the systems and tools and process. Um, and interestingly enough, when I was at, uh, at fandom, that's where I met Zach, who was, who is the CEO of fleet Smith. And so decided to leave there and worked, got an opportunity to join fleet Smith when they were just so tiny, right? They were their <laughs> seventh employee. And so had, oh my gosh, such, yeah. it's just really cool to be able to come into an organization so small and just build those, take everything that I learned and really start to build those HR practices from the very start. And so I got an opportunity to partner with Fleetsmith for four years, which feels crazy, um, before they were acquired by Apple, but learned so much, right? Like really got to be that on the ground business, like doing all of the things, right? All of the things to start. And then as the team scale and grew, we were almost a hundred employees when, when the team. Well, and also, I just have a memory came flooding back because Zach was probably like 10 years younger than me, maybe 15 years younger than me. So, you know, I remember him when he actually hired you, I, w- I was like sitting talking to him and he's like, you know, I was like, wow, it's kind of early for HR. This is me. I'm demonstrating my maturity, my growth here, because that's what I said at the time. And he said, yeah, but I want to do it right. And Leslie's the best. And she was available. Nice. Now me five years from now, like, oh yeah, HR early. Like actually, yes, that is like, it's never too early. 
like it was it was actually just like i remember that and thinking the guy who's 50 like now i look back on it, like the guy who's 15 years younger than me was actually teaching me something in that moment that i didn't know about running a business and how important hr was and so it was it was and it was great that it was you and we had a great working relationship and i saw you build all that all the processes and treat people well and fleetsmith had a great was great at recruiting and great at building the team but it was, i just look back on it, i was like wow i didn't that was really something i had to learn and I'm grateful I know it now. Um, but I also want, I bring this up because I want the people listening to this who maybe were, who are today thinking like how I was thinking back then. And I really think there's, there's the really, it's never too early to bring in HR. Um, and the cool thing is you can talk about Hensley now because you have an access point for people that they can work with you when they're really early and you can make a really big difference for them. Tell us about Hensley and what you, what you're offering and how you work with startups. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we've learned, right? Like we've learned, learned from our experience of, you know, getting into these companies that are just starting out and recognizing that you often don't have resource in-house to hire a full-time HR person early on, but you add, like you can bring so much value by adding structure and process to your systems early on, right? And really like finding a way to like support, support your team as you grow, especially if you're scaling, scaling quickly, right? Like thinking about, for example, on the like the onboarding side, right? So if you've got, if you're getting ready to hire like five to 10 employees, there's a lot of steps in that process. And so oftentimes mm -hmm. you don't have the capacity in house to be able to just come in and, and take care of that. And so having someone come in who knows the process, we've got the templates, we've got the tools, so we can come in and help you make those hires, onboard them successfully and successfully, meaning you're setting them up with the tools to be to thrive in your in your company and it's you know we can look at all the data points that say that if if you give employees the tools they need they're gonna they're gonna grow they're gonna want to continue to stay and work in your organization and so we've we've done this we've been in it and so we're able to really help you build out those systems and structures that are going to help you scale and grow and give your employees what they need i totally agree and you you broke it up nicely process and systems because First of all, when you're onboarding new people, that's like their first impression mm -hmm. of the company. Like how professional, I actually think it's like an amazing barometer of the company and the people there and how it's run. I've really, and part of what we do at Cruise is we're, we're super aligned. Like we, we want people to use the best systems because it makes things so much easier and makes things really repeatable. And like, I know at Fleetsmith, like you talked about how like you were over a hundred people by the time you were acquired, like that was all system. There was a lot of systems and plumbing in there that allowed you to grow that fast. And if you put the right stuff in, it makes things a lot easier. And that's why it's so valuable to have, like be able to run stuff by you or just be like, Hey Lee, Hey Leslie, I want to bring you in on a entry level consulting project. And I want you to put all this stuff in place for me. And what the founder may not realize is they're buying back some of their time mm -hmm. and they're also doing it with like the people who are like the most knowledgeable, who know exactly what sh should be used. I mean, I can tell you, like we've ripped out multiple ATS systems. Mm -hmm. We've switched payroll providers. We've done like, there's so much stuff that we've done at Cruise on our kind of scale roadmap that, you know, again, if I would have known about a service like you and, and Hensley, five years ago, six years ago, we would have been using you, you know? So there's, 
it's just it's just a great investment and just saves so much time and saves so many headaches. Yeah, it it truly is, Scott. And and I can speak to my experience at Fleet Smith, both from the employee side and also being on the people team, with how smooth it was for our onboarding yeah. process because Leslie and the team before me had taken the time to put the right tools in place, to have the right structure and set up, to make sure that the process was smooth for employees, but also engaging from the very beginning. And I was just blown away as a new employee, like how how easy it was, how connected I felt to the culture immediately, which allowed me to do better, to be more engaged, to really want to give more to the company and in return to the employees that we were gonna be onboarding from there. Flipping sides, you know, being on the people team and being settled into Fleetsmith, leveraging all of those tools, the process was incredibly easy for new employees to come in and feel connected. And we received, we did a lot of feedback surveys. We received such great numbers and great feedback from the new hires who just were so appreciative and were able to not only fold into that culture, but to do their job effectively quicker. And so ultimately that pays, that pays you know, the company. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then there's the the other aspect of this, which is like, like pure expertise, pure de-stressing mm-hmm. the founder's life. Cause you get into this stuff, almost everyone we work with, they, they got into it because they want to build a, a killer product, change the world, cure, cure a disease, do something amazing. And they don't realize like, oh, I got to worry about accounting and taxes. And oh, I got to worry about HR and, you know, employment law and that kind of stuff and so having like a resource like you folks whether it's just running a simple thing by via email or just a quick Mm -hmm. phone call or having someone coming in and doing training and you know making sure the sexual harassment training is up to date and like a million things like that i i just find that like there's like a real peace of mind that you can offer founders at no matter what stage they're at yeah yeah 100 percent. right like we don't know what we don't know and I think that there's an opportunity for like, but let us take some of that burden. I think that the, one of the questions that we asked during when we have our first calls with, um, with founders and leaders is what's keeping you awake at night? And, you know, I mean, we, you know, we're like, let's talk about work stuff, but like <laughs> what's, what's keeping you awake at night? And oftentimes it is, it's most often some type of like, a, it's like a, an employee relations issue or it's, you know, I just, I can't get my pay, my payroll's not running right. Or I have this, you know, benefits issue that I can't seem to solve. And those let us, let us take that burden. We've done, we've solved those problems. We're like, and so, and we love it. (laughs) We're these like big HR nerds that want to just get in there and like solve these problems and figure it out. And so it's like a win-win for us, right? Like we get to come in and like help you really like establish your culture and your people strategy from a place of, like structure, but also empathy, right? And let us help you as you're walking through these things that you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I can totally agree. And I we get the same satisfaction at Cruise. I know it's the same thing. Like you solve a problem for someone and it feels so good. <laughs> and then you go and, but you you can do that for like 50, com- you know, like you could do it yeah. for a lot of companies because you're so good at it. Hey, it's Scott Orn. And we're gonna take a quick break from the podcast to give a shout out to the cruise tax team. Gosh, it's so nice to have an in-house tax team. I can't even tell you. Uh, we have some really amazing professionals on the team. It's over, I think it's 13 people now. And we do everything from your federal state income tax return, state franchise tax filings, R&D tax credits. Those are pretty popular these days. And guess what? They're there for you when you go through diligence 
A lot of people don't know this, but you actually go through tax diligence, not just operational kind of financial diligence, but you do go through tax diligence. So it's nice to have Vanessa Cruz on the phone with your VCs and with the accounting firm they hired to diligence all your stuff and the law firm they hired to diligence all your stuff. Vanessa knows what she's doing. She's done this a million times. And, uh, and not, it's not just Vanessa. We have a really great team of tax professionals that will do those calls too. It's, it's kind of sometimes the difference between getting around closed or having it take another two weeks because something was disorganized and the tax compliance wasn't done correctly. We hear those horror stories from clients that come to us. So, hey, if you want Cruz's tax team on your side, we're here for you. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. Thanks. Now let's talk about your entry point. I'm, I'm imagining, cause I'm thinking about the people listening to this podcast and a lot of people are like seed stage, series A, or maybe a little bit later stage. It feels like there's a, there's kind of a variety of services you can offer different, com- different stage companies, right? You want to kind of walk through that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, we definitely are, we can be a great partner when you're early on, right? So let's say we like to, we, we often think about like employee size, like where are you at employee size? Because there are some compliance triggers, right? Like you hit 25, you hit 50 employees, different states have different different compliance issues that come up or different laws that come up. So you want to you wanna make sure that you're checking those boxes as well. But really looking at if you're anywhere from like 10 to 10 to 30 employees is a great time to really think about how do I, what, do, what processes do I want to get in place? The beginning is, you know, payroll benefits. You want to make sure yeah. that process is running smoothly. And you have some type, like we're thinking about the strategy behind it as well. And so if we start to, to solve some of those problems or some of, you know, some of those issues and get those um, in place when you're early, early stage, then as you scale and grow, you have a really solid foundation to work from. So we really like partnering with those smaller, smaller orgs, um, and then we also, if we look at another kind of another um, group that we really like to partner with is as the companies start to scale and grow and you have an HR person in-house, maybe there's someone who started with you when you were 10 employees, they just naturally progressed over and started like working on your HR and like took on the HR tasks, but they just, they're learning as they go and they're just figuring it out. And so we are such a great partner for those, those teams of one, like how can we come in and help you? I mean, again, we get back to that. We don't, you, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And we're like big HR nerds at heart. So we just want to talk to you like, what's, what's going on? How can we help support you and give you the tools that you need to be successful in supporting your team? I, I love it. And what people don't realize, I think maybe out of most functions at the, the most function of anything in a company is HR has some serious spikes. Like there, your, your HR could be going along, everything's honky dory. And then there's a giant spike. And so that augmentation, like that helping the the HR of one person or HR of two person department at a startup is so valuable because like you and Leek can augment mm-hmm. them. And when there's one of those crazy spikes, you know, because a lot of the stuff is very time sensitive yeah. or very stressful, very emotional in that moment. And so I really think there's a huge value to having kind of the backup team, the reference team, the team that can come in and help handle something in a tough moment. And meanwhile, you're adding value in a lot of other places during the regular times, but just having access, having Leslie and Lee on the speed dial is, is extremely valuable. Yeah. That's, that's what we call HR urgent care, which is basically being on call, right? <laughs> to solve those problems for you, to be available when those spikes do happen. And, you know, speaking back to Leslie's point about those teams of one, I was a team of one multiple times. Back at JASC, I was I was the team of one. We were scaling tremendously fast. 
I didn't have that resource. You know, I, I had some couple mentors from previous jobs, a couple colleagues that I could ask questions for, you know, maybe a Slack group here and there, but it would have been invaluable as a resource to, to be able to tap someone and say, yeah. you know, help me. I, I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know a lot right now. I'm still pretty junior in my HR journey and, you know, I'm supported by a PEO, but that's, that model doesn't offer kind of that touch point that you really need when you're in those situations. And there's only so many hours in the day. And when things are like so urgent, that urgent care you're talking about, like if you had a week to do everything, you could do it, but you got yep. one day and something's going to happen if you don't, you know, so I'm, I'm totally with, but I think it's really smart. Um, it's also not just training, right? It's like, cause I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea that it's just like, Hey, if you're a newer or less experienced HR person of one, but I, I feel like, this would be very applicable for someone who's an old pro who's done it, but just needs more hands around the table, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking about like is a good example of that would be during your performance development cycle, right? Like that mm. typically happens once, sometimes twice a year, depending on which, you know, your organization's cycle. But that is everyone in the company is involved in this process and this program. And so you, HR leader, you're your project manager, your leader, you're like you're in all of the pieces. And so we can come in and step in and help you out along the way. That's a really good call. That's a, that's a great one too. How do you spell Hensley? Where do they find you? That kind of thing. Yeah. You spell Hensley H E N S L E E, which as you mentioned, Scott is kind of a combination of Leslie's last name and my first name, Hensley. Um, we can be found at HensleyHR.com. We're also on LinkedIn and Instagram. I love it. And we'll, and when we post this, we'll post the link to you guys and everything. Let's talk about some of the challenges that's kind of just going on in the current environment. So we're recording this late, late June. There's like still a lot of companies hyperscaling. There's other companies where capital is getting tighter. What are you seeing out there? Any advice you have for people in those different situations? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Like we've been through, we collectively, right, have been through so much over the handful of the last couple of years. And so I think that employees are through this kind of turmoil that we're going through now, I think employees have, have a lot of choice and they're like figuring out like, are they, are they happy in the role and like happy, right? Like how do we define happy, but they're happy. Are they happy in the role that they're in? And so they're seeing a lot of like change in movement, like transferring from into new companies. And so I think there's a lot of value in really thinking about your people strategy early on so that you can you can have it have that built into your foundation of your policies and your programs so that as you're you know on like bringing on and attracting all of this new talent and you're onboarding them into these new programs and policies that they're in alignment with what you're building and not just in alignment with what you're building but in alignment with the community that you're creating right like the every, like companies that we join we spend so much time there it's there's these small communities and so i think if you are engaging your team in a way and really like sharing with them and giving them not just the tools that they need, but also aligning your policies with the values of your organization. And we're talking about like leave plans and vacation, um, like what do those look like and how do they line up with your values and what you're building and putting out into the world. And I think that that matters, like the, that alignment matters so much now because employees are really, they want to work somewhere they believe in and they really believe they're, their internal values are in alignment with the values of their company. I love it. I love it. I totally agree with that. And 
you can demonstrate the values through, you know, like you said, leave plan or generous PTO or flexible yeah. work or work, work remote. There's a lot of really great ways on the HR side. The other thing you mentioned, you know, like the market, the stock market's, you know, is correcting and money's getting tighter, but I, like, you're right. There's still, people have a lot of choice, like, which I think is really healthy. I was talking to a person who was an old, was, was a phenomenal channel person at Gusto and she went somewhere else and that startup did some, that startup's having a hard time. So they did layoffs. I talked to her today. She has 10, 10 companies she's talking to a week after she left the, the last, the, there's just so yeah. much choice out there and good people, you know, they just, they, people know who's good and they find those people. And that's what I was doing. I was talking to her cause I knew she was good. We really enjoyed working with her and we're, you know, we're going to try to figure out some, a consulting thing or something. And she's like, well, you know, I've got like 10 things going right now. And I was like, oh, probably, we're probably not going to, you know, but I was so happy for her because there is just a lot of choice. People need to re remember that. Like just because the market gets a little tougher, you still want to treat people with respect. You want to do things the right way, give them the right tools we talked about, but also these, these ways of demonstrating your corporate culture and what's important to you are, are really valuable signals that people like that who have a lot of choice, they pick up on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, is there any, um, any advice for the people who are kind of in the, in a little bit more of a triage mode? Like I imagine there's, you know, companies listening to this who are maybe cut and burn 10, 20% kind of thing and got to make some tough choices. Like anything, any guidance you can give them? Yeah, I think that again, it's it's you know we're we're all humans. It's like treating people with you know respect and giving them the space to be able to navigate change, right? Like if if I was to think about what I kind of boil down, like how we can come in and support is that we can really we can help you and your team navigate change and transition. And that is it's you know it's we think of we talk a lot about um, Lee and I talk a lot about it's the employee life cycle, right? And part of that is. Yeah. is exiting and like leaving and going to another gig or maybe the company's downsizing and you're you're being like go as part of that and it's really thinking about how do you support these employees as they're transitioning into whatever's next for them and how can you provide them with the like the best tools and resources as they're going through that that transition and here to, here to help there too right like it's it's showing up for those those conversations showing up in those moments when you're really impacting somebody's life and just and I know we keep saying it, but it's process and structure, right? If we have that, if we have a solid foundation of this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, that leaves so much more space for the conversation that happens in the in-between and for us to be able to really understand how can we help support you on the other side of this change. Very beautifully said. I totally believe that. And like the room, there's room for people's feelings or how, how they're going or if they're having yeah. a mental health issue yeah. or, yeah. 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 One of our internal company values is lead with heart. And, mm. you know, we, we want to not only practice that internally, but preach that externally and have employers and founders and starting teams know and show up for their employees, know that those are humans that are coming to work for you every day, that they're going through a lot. There's a lot going on politically, socially, pandemic is still happening. Like, you know, being available as a resource, showing those people you care, taking time to reassess your policies, your leave policies that we spoke about, where they're working from time off if needed, equal pay for equal work, you know, regardless of where they're working from, they're still doing the same work. So adjusting those comp philosophies, there's a lot of touch points that, you know, employers can have and leverage 
um, to let those those employees know that they're there for them. Well said. That's really well said. Well, I have to be a little sensitive and respectful of your time. So I think we should probably wrap it up so you can get back to, to uh, working and helping people. Um, can you just repeat <laughs> where to find Hensley, how to reach out? And I think it's safe to say like seed, series A, even later stage, you have something you can do for, for pretty much every startup. So, and again, I just want to say I worked with both of you, fantastic people personally, and very, very good at their jobs and made everything so much easier for us. There's like accountants want the company to have a good HR team and a good HR team wants the company to have a good accountant. So we, we are very mutually beneficial. So thank you for everything you've done. And uh, I think the, the, the ultimate is like, Hey, this company was acquired by Apple for a very, you know, the company did very well. There's a lot of things that went into that, the technology, the marketing, the sales, but I think the operations was super smart and super strong. So I just want to endorse you guys one more time. Thank you for that, Scott. Thanks, Thanks so much. Scott. You can find us online at Hensley, H-E-N-S-L-E-E-H-R.com. Um, we also are on LinkedIn and Instagram. And yeah, looking forward to hearing from you. I love it. I love it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Don't make, don't be like me and not appreciate you know, the early entry point. That's a very great, it's a really good time to bring HR in when you're at a startup. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you to both of you. Congrats. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.